Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Mike along Joe. We are here on March 22nd. It's Wednesday around 530 Eastern time. We have a pretty awesome show for you today. We got a lot of fun cards to talk about, which we've kind of had that gap waiting since we have a new set coming out. We have you went to open open some pre-release stuff. Mm-hmm. We had an event that happened over the weekend, a special event that had way more players than some of the recent regionals, so we will touch base on that. And then uh, we will go from there. We'll probably end with the cards, though. But we will start, as we do every week, and you can kind of jump into your pre-release stuff as well. Joe, how are you doing today? Uh, I am tired because I worked from 6.30 till 5, and now I'm on the computer doing the show before my 6.30 class. A perfect so, day to record. Yeah. Likely have tomorrow off. But this past weekend, I did go to one of the pre-releases, and I took my two older nephews to go. And everybody had a good time. Um, everybody pulled some pretty fire stuff, too. One nephew pulled a gold Coridon EX and a Spide Ops EX in one pack. The other one opened a full art professor's research. I don't remember her name, the female one. Oh, yeah. I didn't have the game, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember her name. Um, I apologize. But he opened that and a couple of character rares. And then for my prize packs, I opened up an Oikling EX, which I wanted, yeah. and a full art Moridon EX. So, uh, granted, I didn't get a bunch of Garbo. I, got, I, I guess I would say my pulls were efficient. Yeah, I mean, it does sound like pulls are pretty decent. Granted, you know, they changed the pack layout. That that does make sense, doesn't it? Yeah, um, because a lot of those secret wares and character wares are coming in the reverse slot, and you have two reverse slots, really. Right, so that, that totally helps out. That's awesome. That's awesome. And again, you didn't play, right? You just kind of hung out and opened. Um, I played because they needed some people to play, so I had my two nephews play against each other. Oh, perfect. That's to me, why I played against uh, the adults, and... Honestly, I went 0-2 and dropped. The first one was close. Ended up dead drawing towards the end of the game, unfortunately. And then second game, I got donked because I drew past for a couple of turns. So, pre-release hands, you know. Um, but what can you do? And they're doing it a little bit different in our store now. For like all three wins, you get two extra packs. For two and one, you get an extra pack. And one, two, or 0-3, you get just three packs at the end. So... I wasn't making an extra pack, and the kids are getting hungry. So after two rounds, I just said, hey, scoop, I'm going to go get these kids some food and take them back home. That's awesome. I mean, that's that's really all you need to do there. Mm-hmm. So you did what you needed to do, hung out with your nephews, opened some cool cards. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah, their little minds exploded when they opened their cards. And that is exactly why you want to do it. Perfectly, right? I mean, that's why you want to yeah. do it. Yeah, and so, like uh, I gave him the heads up too that no one else has these cards or special secret opening up before two weeks it comes out, and so they were excited and thrilled about it. And in typical fashion, the kids always open fire. That is true. Kids always open fire. So there you go. I mean, you had that good weekend. We also had some cool events over the weekend. We had the special event in the Netherlands, and there were almost seven hundred Masters players, which is a ton. For a special event, I feel right. I feel like we never see these numbers. What's a what's really a special event versus a regional? I is it just less uh, points? 
I don't I don't know. I think the prize pool must be bigger at regionals. I would assume so as well, but like they even had VGC at the special event too cuz I was <clears throat> on YouTube the other day and found VGC replays. Right. I know TCG. I'm trying to see I don't know. I don't I don't really know what a special event is compared to that. That's a really good question. They must We talked about it plenty of times, but at a certain point when a special event is bigger than a regional at one at another regional, start to second guess. So getting first place at a regional let me see here. Getting first place at a special event will provide you with 200 points. Getting first place at a regional event will give you 200 points. <laughs> so huh. I, I don't know. Now, VGC, I believe it was streamed by Victory Road. So Probably. they are. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I'm not even going to bother. I'll, I'll look this up next week and do some more research rather than live on the show because I can't find it right in front of me, but we did have a lot of players go to this and it would have been cool to watch because in the top eight, we only had one Lugia. In the top 16, we only had two Lugias. In the top 20, we only had three Lugias. So you I see wanna... a lot. I see a lot of electric over there. Yeah, I mean... Top eight, uh, Arceus Duraludon ended up winning it. We had one, two, three Gudras in the top eight. We had two Mews. We had the one Lugia, like I mentioned, which was Tord. I bet that just breaks your heart. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but you know. Tord, Tord did play Lugia and get fourth place. And then in fifth place, we had an Arceus and Teleon Beedrill mix, which if you don't remember Beedrill is the stage two with the ability it knocks out any Pokemon with special energy. Obviously, that is very useful for Lugia. So it makes sense in that regard. It just, it's another classic, when are we rotating? You know, we had RC, we had Articuno and Teleon, a deck that's kind of showed up, get 12th. We had Flaffy Zekrom, which is basically the electric version of Articuno, get 17th. I mean, you look down this list, you have your handful of Regis, you have, like I said, your handful of Lukia, some Palkias, some Mewtwo. Like, really, you can just tell everyone's just playing the flavor of the month or just playing for certain points to get their invite. Rather than, I don't want to say rather than win the event, but like, kinda, right? I feel like, I feel like people are really pulling for championship points here rather than just taking the whole event. I have... Probably. Because, I mean, everyone's, everyone's got to have the same fatigue that we even have just watching it, right? Yeah. So, not a whole lot to really discuss there, but it's nice to not see Lugia there. Because we always praise when we don't see a lot of Lugias there, and that's that's what we got. So, Joe, you got your wish. You just didn't get to watch it. Christmas came late and or super early. Absolutely. And, and now, looking forward, our next event, we have... Charlotte this weekend. So when this comes out, Charlotte will be happening. And then we have the big weekend coming up on April 1st, where we have both Fort Wayne and Sydney. 
So we'll see how those numbers look. And then two weeks from then, we have EUIC, which will be our first event post-rotation. Um, Scarlet and Violet comes out on the 31st, right? 30th or 31st? Something like... It will not be legal for the next major tournament. No, I'm just saying the set still has two weeks to come out. So by the time this comes out, we'll be a week away. Just so we'll be talking about that set as it comes out. Kind of some cards we're really excited about. You already know a few of them, but we'll still kind of go over what we're what we're looking forward to. But outside of that, we're just going to kind of keep reporting on events. You know, as we get ready for rotation, regional reports are something we want to still give you, but we know that everyone is pretty much waiting, pretty much waiting until rotation hits and these new cards are out, especially now that pre-release has happened, right? Yes. So we move on from there. There are some promos. I mean, Joe, I will mention for you, LeChonk will have a promo at GameStop. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're happy about that. There was four for my deck. There you go. There was a Titan promo from Korokoro that was terrible, but there is a Korokoro Titan that we'll maybe see one day. We got the English set list for Scarlet and Violet, but that's something that's so easy to go look up. We don't really need to talk too much about that. I'm trying to look at what the changes were. I mean, there's not really... Yeah, there's not really any big changes, so we can kind of move on from there. Let's talk about some new cards. We got a lot of headlining cards that will be coming out in the next set for Scarlet and Violet, which features the Treasures of Ruin. We actually got the EX cards for each Treasure of Ruin, which is pretty huge because we'll talk about that. I guess not each. Did we get all four? We got one, two, three. We got three of them, which is odd that we didn't get all four. We're missing the big grass slug? type. Yeah, we're missing big slug, but we got three of them. I don't know what their names are, and I don't want to butcher them either. It's it's Chi Yu, Chi and Pao. The ground type is Ting Lu, and I believe Big Slug. Big Slug. We're just gonna call him Big Slug. We don't have Big Slug, the grass type. So we'll go through these, share our thoughts, and there's a few more cards that got revealed, and we can be on our way. I mean, today is very much focused on these new cards and and kind of diving into those. First up on the list, we have Chi Yu EX. Chi Yu is the fire type treasure of ruin, has 190 HP as a basic for one fire energy, burning envy. Discard the top two cards of your opponent's deck. So you have Mill. For two fire energy, flame surge, 100 damage, choose up to three of your bench Pokemon, search your deck for a basic fire energy, and attach one to each of them. Weak to water and has a retreat of one. So low damage. Energy acceleration. You wish it was three energy in any way you like, kind of like the Arceus, but it's still accelerating energy. Is it enough, Joe, by itself to be relevant? By itself? No. Partner starting off, turn one, turn two? Yes. What do you have in mind? Uh, you have Magma Basement still in, in format, so you can still turn one. Yep, you can turn one and use this attack. Flame yep. surge. So as long as you can fill your bench, um, you can start piling on energy. So I, for even for under damage. So like I it's it's a great card. It's 
a must-have in any every fire deck, in my opinion. If you want to be even if it's a one of, right? I would do two to three just to make sure you have an active when you start. That's true. You guarantee that active. You guarantee that first attachment. You go heavy on magma basin. It really gets things going, and in a format where everything's, for the most part, everything played is going to be two prizes or less. This is still going to be a pretty fair prize trade. So I agree. And in fact, and even if you attach Magma Basin, you do or let's say you do Flame Surge once, attach once, and then Chiyu goes away. Magma Basin attached, that's three energies, which is pretty much everything. Yeah. So you're you're pretty close to a lot of things too. And the only thing that probably could counter it almost instantaneously would be probably the upcoming card we'll talk about is a Chien Pao in a little bit. Um, because that is a water type. But for that mechanic to go off, you need to have a little more couple pieces in play. Absolutely. So yeah, I agree. It's a pretty decent card, and Chiyu gets the thumbs up from both of us. Next up, we have the Bexcalibur line. This will go in, in tandem with the Chi and Pao EX card, so I'll kind of do them both at the same time, because I feel like that's the best way to do it. Bexcalibur is a stage 2 water type. This is the pseudo-evolution. Our pseudo Pokemon from this generation. It is a ice dragon type. In this game, obviously, it is a water type. Stage two, 160 HP, has the ability absolute zero. As often as you would like during your turn, you may attach basic water energy from your hand to one of your Pokemon. For two water and a colorless, Buster Tail 130, it's weak to metal and has a retreat of two. So, summarizing it, Baxcalibur, stage two, you attach as many water energies as you want from your hand. We've seen this stuff before, and it's always been relevant. Chien Pao. EX, 220 HP, water type basic, has the ability Trembling Cold. Once during your turn, if this Pokemon is in the active slot, you may search your deck for up to two basic water energy and put them into your hand. For two water energy, Hail Blizzard, 60 damage, times the amount of water energy you discard from the Pokemon on your field. There is no cap for this. It's just discard water energy, do damage. It's a weak to metal as well, and it has a retreat of two. So you have this pairing. Chi and Pao, Baxcalibur. You search for energy with Chi and Pao. You attach as many as you want with Baxcalibur. We have Super Rod coming back. We have a lot of energy retrieval in format. This is really good, right? Yeah, <clears throat> this is a very good combination of two different Pokemon. Uh, it keeps it somewhat fairly balanced, especially making the Baxcalibur, well, obviously as a stage two. Right. Um, so, But you balance it out with the Chiampao, who's a basic. So you have that little bit of a trade-off that you can still attach and do something, but you're not completely dead in the water until you get your Baxcalibur up. So mm -hmm. I think it's uh, a very well-balanced mechanic between the two of them. And then you have energy retrieval, and you also have super energy retrieval, and then you have the Champao ability to accelerate even more energy cards to your hand. So um, I think there's a lot of good things in play here. Um, and I know uh, initially <clears throat> this may be a good substitute for uh, Nick's f Swim Freely deck. It's almost the same thing, except Deluge, Bexcalibur, and Champao instead of Swim Freely. I like how you said it's a good substitute, as if like it'll do. It'll, it'll do. do it. It's not a it's not a one prizer deck, but it'll do. I mean, this is definitely a a has the potential to be a tier one a tier one list, correct? Oh, I would love it for it to be a tier one list. 
I mean, I mean, the only thing, the only reason I say tentative is just because, you know, stage two. I, I it, we're in a slower format. Chi and power is only a two attachment. It's not to say that it's the worst card. Like it's going to be having a terrible start, but it's well, not like explosive like Lugia. You know what you still have though is Irda. Yeah. So there you go. Rare candy. Rare candy back caliber. Oh so there you God. go. Uh, this is a good deck. Good deck. Yeah, this is a very good deck. It's is it better than Blacephalon GX? Or sorry, um, Baby Blounds. Or or both. Or sorry, let me just say that. Is it better than Blacephalon? Because we had Baby Blounds, that was really good. We had Blacephalon GX, that was really good. They both had this Baby Blounds was fire energy from hand, and big blounds involved energy on the field. Very similar to Chi and Pow. Is this better because of Bexialibur? Um, the reason why I'm going to say yes is because the problem that the problem that Baby Blastephalon had is that if you didn't have any way to retrieve your Baby Blastephalon back, you were in trouble. Where stay here, you still have options in terms of attackers and Pokemon to put out in play. And there's no question of, I mean. <laughs> I guess you could go twofold because Baby Blounds is from hand, correct? Uh, yes. And it's easier to get energy in hand than it is to put it onto the field with Bexcalibur. Yes. So there is that argument, but this is definitely better than the GX. Oh, absolutely, because you're not losing in the Lost Zone. And like, okay, you had Welder. You had Fire Support that was really, 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 really strong then. Fiery Flint. Um, what's the other one that I'm missing? Welder, Fiery Flint, and Fire Crystal. Yeah, like they're, they're, yeah, you have all those cards. You really do. Um, but I am way more inclined to play Backscalibur, Chan Pao EX than I would be playing Baby Bless Ephelon. It just sounds cooler. I, I just, for some reason, it feels more consistent. And I think, it, honestly, it's because of the Irida. And we'll have to see. We'll have to see. You know, Welder was really strong, but maybe Irida being consistent to get the rare candy makes it makes it that much better so we'll have to see but moving on we have the raichu line this is just a stage one raichu line this is not raichu ex uh a lot of times when we get raichus there's some cheeky stuff going on with energy on the field we don't necessarily have that um stage one raichu 140 hp for one colorless electric charge search your deck for up to two lightning energy and attach them to this pokemon for two lightning and a colorless 200 damage, discard all energy, weak to fighting, retreat to one. 200 is good damage, but it's not enough to discard all your energy. Is this worth anything, Joe? It's worth it for pre-release. That's it. Fair enough. Next up, we have Rabska. Rabska is the psychic dung beetle that was featured in Scarlet and Violet. Stage one, for a colorless energy, has the attack Revival Blessing. Revival Blessing being the signature attack that it and Palmot learns in Scarlet and Violet, allowing it for one colorless to choose a Pokemon from your discard pile and put it onto your bench. For two Psychic, Psybeam, 50 damage, and you confuse your opponent's active. It's weak to dark, has a retreat of one. The key thing here is Pokemon. You can bring Pokemon. Where does, where, I guess, how do I phrase this? What's the ceiling of this card? Because it, it, it requires an attack, unlike like an ability or a trainer. It requires an evolution. 
where where does a card like this stack effectiveness wise and ceiling wise because obviously putting a pokemon from your bench onto the field we see with lugia and things like that it is incredibly strong but but speed is the question here and where do you think that's going to be the most ideal i think where i feel this would be best fit right now it's not a good deck right now and maybe it helps out a little better is probably in the um Zorark deck. So you can Rabska back Zorark and then have it as a toolbox of what you want to pop on to the to the, to the bench or an active Zorark. Right. So you can always revolve blessing a Zorark and see what you need to have when your turn comes up, hoping it doesn't get knocked out. Hmm. Now, if that's... you're doing revival blessing for a Zorark, you're probably in a bad spot. Right. That, well, that's what I mean. That's why I wanted to ask what the ceiling of this card was. Now, if you're looking to just pop stage twos on there, like a Bexcalibur, um, maybe. But even with Bexcalibur, you have I rather have uh, Frigibax or whatever it's called. Frigibax. This, this is a this is a great card in GLC. Oh, great in GLC. Um, because you're gonna you can have um. Well, it's just with stage twos, right? right? Can it GLC though? The problem is with GLC, it needs oh, to have. Oh, yeah, basic, yeah, you're right. Basic. The basic oh, is a grass yeah. type. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. I, I mean, I guess going back to this card though, it really is a ceiling question. I don't know where it's going to be because it's such an attractive text to revive any Pokemon from your discard and put it onto your bench. Stage one, stage two, doesn't matter. I guess it just I'm just going to wait and see what people cook up with this card because this is super interesting. It's super relevant. I just don't know what they're going to do with it. Yeah, it it can be very strong in the right hands. We just don't know the combo yet. No. But we can move on. Garganackle has a baby line stage 2 180 HP fighting type has the ability blessed salt. During Pokemon checkup, so between turns, heal 20 damage from each of your Pokemon. For two fighting, knock hammer, 130, discard the top card of your opponent's deck. Weak to grass, retreat of three. I, the only comment I have is I, I don't know if it would have been too powerful. I thought, I think this is a great opportunity to... I thought that Garganackle had a great opportunity to use its attack Salt Cure, which is basically Fire Spin, but stronger, where every turn you take damage, it traps you, blah, blah, blah. I thought this was a great opportunity to A, give an ability where you do more damage to ghost types, because... Or is it a resistance to ghost? What's the ability? I think it's a resistance to ghost. So... You would resist damage from Ghost-type Pokemon, so Psychic-type, on your field. Or, I thought it was a really good opportunity to take Salt Cure's attack, like I was saying, and create an attack that does what, what Poison does, does what Burn can do sometimes, but, but not make it a status. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, as it'd long be, as it, this... I don't know. It would be hard to keep track of. You would, need to, you would effectively need to do a status coin for it. Or do you do it for the whole field? Like, what if it was like between checkup? If this is in the active spot, oh, your you opponent's board takes ten damage. Oh, you destroyed the. Oh no, no, you can't do that. 
You don't think 10 is still too little? You can't do that. I, I feel like you could, man. I, I think I, we're going to see it. Yeah, I think you're in the dangerous territory. and You could 10 damage to everything on the field. I, well, I want to see it. I want to see what happens. This is great for GLC. It's great for GLC. I just, I just want to see. I would just love to see what 10 damage every turn, as long as it's in the active, would do. Because I don't think I know. I know every damage is relevant, but you're forcing this to be in the active, and it's not locking anything. You just you know, kill it or switch it. Yeah, with what? What do you mean with what? Escape rope. No, I'm saying you probably just kill it. And it's got three retreat. I don't know. 180 is a tough number now. I know it is. And the grass is always in a weird spot, but that's just that's just a statement I was thinking of. But you know what's a little tough with this whole evolution line? Knackle stack is a hundred. Yeah, that is big oofs. So you just give it a little ten HP less. Yeah, this I Yeah, I don't know about Garganeckle. I'm waiting to get a good one. We got Tinglu EX, 240 HP fighting type. This is the ground dark treasure of ruin. Has the ability cursed ground. If this Pokemon is in your active, your Pokemon your opponent's Pokemon with damage counters have no abilities. Excluding EX Pokemon. So as long as it's in the active, if your opponent's Pokemon have damage counters, they have no abilities. Except for EXs. So not necessarily rule box, but EXs. For three fighting, land scoop, 150, put two damage counters on one of your opponent's bench Pokemon. Weak to grass and has a retreat of four. A lot of weird things going on with this. We have this ability canceling. Three fighting for the attack. You hit ping damage on somewhere. What's your opinion on Tinglu? Um, we're still trying to find partners for Karidon EX. This could be one of them. Just seems like there's a lot going on, and there's no there's no like direction. It's it's there's like this fine line. There's like one or two things about this card that could make it good. That's what I mean. I like I, I don't know. I'm wondering. Is this sounds stupid? 160 or 170 would have been a lot better. Yeah, I, I, I just like I said, there's a bunch of stuff going on. We just there's just no there's no clear direction. Fighting is in a weird spot, in my opinion. I agree. It's a it's a very strange spot, and it doesn't it doesn't know its own tactic. Like I'm point. not I'm not used to all fighting types not having a can attack next turn, giga impact. Yeah, well, we've always we've always felt that. Like it's weird not to see it now. Yeah, it is. So that Tang Lu is strange. It's not a bad card by any means, but it's just there's eh. something potentially there. I just don't know it. And if you're gonna ask me which of them to play, these pseudo legendaries or mysticals, or you want to call them, or there's only one. It's Chim Pao. It's Chim Pao. Yeah, not even close. So yeah, it's Tang Lu is Tang Lu. I'd rather do Chi Yu. Yeah, I would. I agree. Is this the weakest out of the three? <laughs> Next up, we have the Dunsparce. This is a baby non EX stage one evolves from Dunsparce. the The weird thing here is for oh, this is a weird attack. For it's redundant. Yeah, for four colorless energy, 
Sudden Flash. 100 damage, your opponent's active is now paralyzed, and you shuffle this Pokemon and all cards attached to it into your deck. That's nice. Sweet to fighting and has a retreat of three. It, I mean, do, do, do you, do, all right, just hear me out. No, I don't want to. Did Dunsparce backscalibur? No. Why not? No, I'm not, no. Why not? Because you're losing four energy each turn. Into your deck? Yeah, how are you going to pull that back out? I don't know. <laughs> Just put the Dunsparce and Baxgalibur together. You could totally make that happen. That That is a meme deck that could run. No, it's not. It is. I'm putting that nope. out in the world. No, you make it then. That's going to be your first deck. The Dunsparce, the Dunsparce, Baxgalibur, Irida. I don't see a world where that can't work in some way. I see the world. I see the world now. And they paralyze the active. Four energy for a hundred. No, that's no. troll. That is so troll. It's so troll. It just might work. How do we get the Dunsparce back in each time? I don't know. You have more Dunsparce on the field. How you get the Dun Dunsparce to get back on the field? Any way you want. I don't know. I'd have to look at a list, but that is that okay. is. I'm the one that usually stretches. I, I think I don't think this is a stretch. I think it's bad. Yes, it but I don't think it's a stretch. It's bad. It's not a stretch. Mm. You could absolutely do this. It would be terrible, but you could absolutely do this. Why not just do the charm? I don't know. Just you could do charm. <laughs> you could. There you go. Dun sparse charm. Oh, you know what? You put that inside your Wug Trio deck. How about that? All right, so see, there's ideas. We'll cook with this. Moving on, we have Mousehold. Mousehold stage one. It slaps for 50 damage for two colorless. It's got 60 HP. It's a weird little card. For three colorless, though, it has the attack gnaw up. Put damage counters on each of your opponent's Pokemon equal to the number of Mousehold in play. Weak to fighting and a retreat of one. Where are you at with this, Joe? I don't know. No. No. Like, uh, That's all we I know need. We we just had a mouse hold that's actually decent. We just have, we just live with that mouse hold for a bit. We're gonna have to. There's mouse hold. Next up, we have Squawkabilly EX. This is a card that you know it's at the end, but has some relevancy here. And then we'll kind of get out of here in a few moments. 160 HP colorless it has the ability lively draw. On the first turn of your game, you may discard your hand and draw six cards. You cannot use more than one lively draw ability during your turn. For one colorless energy flow for 20, attach it to two basic poke. Uh, restate that. For energy flow, one colorless energy, 20 damage, attach up to two basic energy cards from your discard pile to one of your Pokemon. So we get to lighting, lightning and a retreat of one. This is the draw card. And it's got a little bit of a different text. And you and I talked about it, and I changed my mind. I agree with you. It's kind of like VIP or, uh, VIP pass. If you have it, you use it. If you don't, it's gone. But it's good, right? I I think it's good. Like uh, the most time people used uh, Crobat was usually just turn one because you couldn't support her anymore. Which now is a had, fair point. Which you had a late game out for something, but at that point when you have Crobat late game, your hands probably full with other things. You're right. It's, You're right. It's so much easier to tutor. So I think it's really that that's that turn one thing. Uh and if I'm reading this correctly, 
and I'm hoping the translation is correct, it's not when you play it from your hand. So if you happen to start with it in the active, you can still pop off the ability. That's true. That's very true. So there, there's value there. There's absolutely so even value if you, there. Yeah, so if you like feel bad that you started a Crobat or you felt bad you started a Luminion, guess what? You can still pop the ability. True. Of there you go. And Squawkability is going to be good. We have Super Rod. We have Charm of Courage. Basic Pokemon get 50 HP. So these are types of what, items and trainers. Why do you sound so before. sad? Super Rod. Super Rod's back. We have no, I'm saying I'm saying I already version. stated it. I'm saying I stated it, which is good. This is a great card to have back. We have Charm of Courage. Then we have two supporters and a couple more cards. Grusha. Draw until you have five cards in hand. If you have no energy attached to any of your Pokemon, draw up to seven. Bad. Um, yeah, it's bad. And then we get Iono. Oh, oh here no. We go. Oh, each no. player shuffles their hand and puts it to the bottom of their deck. Then each player draws a card for each of their remaining prizes. Joe, we now have the, we have the love child of Marnie and N. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! This is a this is a card. Oh this no! Is, this is a card, Joe. Do we need to talk about any more than that? Uh, I'm happy. It's something like this is back. This is good. Very yes. good for a game. Yes, I agree. I agree. I absolutely agree. But man, that is some powerful text. Yeah, and you know what's the great thing about it? It makes uh, Bibarel very good. There you go. So, uh, shout outs to Iona. Moving on, we have three extra cards that got posted on a different one from the same set. We have Fortress EX, 270 HP stage one grass type. It is terrestrial, so um, it can't be hit from the bench. Has the ability Explosive Energy. Once during your turn, you may search up to five basic gra uh, grass energy cards and attach them to your Pokemon in any way you like. If you search your deck in this way, the Pokemon is knocked out. So you knock out Fortress. Kind of like electrodes in the past. Go attach five energy. For two grass energy, guard press 120. During your opponent's next turn, this Pokemon takes 30 less. It's weak to fire. Has a retreat of three. It's a pretty big acceleration for a two prize trade. I think with the right grass type partner, we, it, it, it could be relevant, but that's kind of like electrode. It has to have a partner that can really just steamroll from there. So here's the difference between Electrode EX and Fortress EX. Electrode EX is 190, right? HP. So you get there's a world <clears throat> we can still play with the Fortress, and if you feel like it'll get knocked out at next turn, either I doubt it's getting one hit too much unless there's something great with uh what's the fire legendary thingy? Chi uh uh uh, no, I've Firefish. Firefish. Chi and Pao. No, that's <laughs> ice, ice one. Never mind. Chi Lu. Ching, Ching Lu. Ching, Ching Lu, I think. That one. Firefish. Firefish. If Firefish and set cards are out there, you're probably going to pop your Fortress EX. But if you're playing Grass and you happen to pop the energy, boom. Good. Like you can still get some use out of it. <laughs> right? Perfect. So I, So you're almost. 80 plus HP compared to the uh, Electro GX. Fair. Now, the thing you need to have is a good grass type to go with it. Well, that's that's the question that we'll never know the answer to. Which we grass. might have 
giant slug. Maybe. We'll have to see. Hopefully giant slug comes through. But that's that's I guess fortress. Well at the bottom of that article you can see live Wu Chien reaction. Oh man. We're we're getting ready for it. Next up is Annihilate EX 320 HP stage two, the new evolution from Primate. Fire Fire energy. Fighting energy, angry grudge. 20 damage times the amount of damage counters you place on this Pokemon. You can put up to 12 damage counters on this Pokemon, so 120 damage. And it does 20 times each damage counter you placed. For a fighting and a colorless, Seismic Toss for 150. Weak to Psychic and a Retreat of 2. What are your thoughts, Joe? Because I don't know what I think of this card. I've thought for a while on this one, like it's hard to have an opinion on it. In my opinion, in my opinion, hard to have an opinion. That's something really stupid. I think the really, I think the first hack is very intriguing to me. I, I find it very, very interesting, but it also I think puts it in a very odd and strange spot. A really bad position, personally. Now, seismic toss one fifty is. I'd almost rather I'd almost rather do that. Like if you're close to a knockout, yeah, angry grudge, sure. Yeah, I don't know. This card is gonna sit on the wayside for me. I'm not convinced yet. I kind of wish this was a a single prize. Yeah, I do. Oh, that's a different story. But because it's two prizer, I'm meh. But we do have a single prizer to end the show. I mimic you. I think it's. I think it's. It. It's not the best card we've seen today, and it's really hard to compare it to the other ones we've had. But based on that comparison, it's not in a great spot. But I, th- I find it intriguing. The mechanic is intriguing. It's not straightforward. Yeah, I agree. And that's something we'll just have to see. And finally, we have our last card, Mimikyu. Psychic 70 HP basic has the ability safeguard. Prevent all damage done to this Pokemon by attacks from your opponents EX and V. Seen this plenty of times before. For a psychic and a colorless, Ghost Eye puts seven damage counters on your opponent's active. It's weak to metal and a retreat of one. The key here thing is that it attacks with damage counters and not straight up damage. Uh, we've seen safeguard Pokemon before. They always have a place in the game. Where that place is is always never super high, but has had relevancy. Miltank, Altaria. There's been cards like this. Alola Ninetales. What are your thoughts on Mimikyu? It's a tech for Gardevoir, I guess. And it's a decent one, but that's all it is. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it, it's a wall. That's what it is. Shout out to Mimikyu, then. I mean, there's not much to say. I agree. It's just there, but it's good to know that it is there. I doubt it'll see play. Maybe you see one, but I, the way I think... Gardevoir EX is shaped up to be... I don't think it's super needed in there. I think it'll impact a regional down the line, but it'll only do it once. You know what I mean? Like, it'll show up and shock people, and that'll be the moment. So, that's that. And that brings us to the end. A lot of really cool cards. A lot of really awesome conversations about where the meta could be heading. We have events coming up. We have a set coming out. It's a really exciting time for the game. So, Joe, before we go, is there anything else you would like to add? Everybody have a good weekend. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the regional. Stay safe. Play Pokemon. Thank you for supporting us, and we will see you next time.